my mom was obviously part of the 60s group, but she grew up more in White Rock. Mm. And that is a very different group of people than Chihuahua and that community over there. And so I definitely got to experience a dichotomy of what it's like to have very little and what it's like to have everything you kind of need. Yeah. And that that I wouldn't trade that for anything because I did learn so much about what it's like to struggle and where did that struggle come from and what is it like to have a lot and be so comfortable and trying to tie those two together really forces you to grapple with both issues and understand that having everything isn't great and having nothing isn't great. Yeah. And but having those two really forces me to think about both sides mm -hmm. and understand the like Caucasian culture and indigenous culture. And that's where I feel like my knowledge lacks. I want to take Halklamalum courses and learn more about it because I don't know what I don't know. And there could be a lot of knowledge there that I just don't have access to and mm -hmm. I should go explore it so I can bring the two closer together and yeah. have that. So you've obviously done that as well. What has that been like for you to grow up? in an indigenous culture and want to bring the two together? Oh, um, you know, we, my dad had built our first longhouse in our community, uh, right in front of our home. And so we grew up as kids in there, you know, um, in sort of the off season playing and, and just being immersed in, in that culture. Um, my dad having become a, a new dancer in, in Lummi. And uh, so we grew up there, and unfortunately it had burned down uh, in, I think it was 1994, and uh, just devastated my dad. And so you you grow up knowing and learning about certain aspects of, of that culture, but uh, I also was very alive and in tune to off reserve because, you know, we're in an urban setting. We're not rural. We're We're here immersed in in uh the local municipality and so i think growing up knowing that um how different they were and that a lot of people you don't realize again kind of back to that story of when a friend says you grew up a little rough and, and you say no um it's that awakening of saying okay there's a lot more of that out there there's a lot out there that people just simply don't understand. And we've made incredible strides, I think, in the indigenous communities, um, in areas of economic development, of land jurisdiction, you know, all of these areas, taxation, you name it. I feel like um, there's been a ton of progress, but the common citizen has no idea that all of that has been taking place. And so sometimes I feel like we've been left out of the conversation or we haven't been a part of it. And that was a big push for me to start building those relationships in Chilliwack to start looking at bridging the gaps between the indigenous community and non-indigenous community. And that was something that was really, has always been uh, very important to me. And uh, it's not, not that I'm trying to push anything on anybody. It's an awareness and it's an education piece. As much as I want to learn about how, um, you know, off-reserve certain elements of the municipality work or how we can find ways to work together through the provincial government or federal government. Um, so I think that, that helped, you know, those experiences helped me decide or, or think about what could we do here and, and what could we do that's going to benefit the greater community overall. And, and I think I've been very fortunate to find and align myself with, with like-minded people, uh, in the non-indigenous community. So it's been a, a, a good experience, clearly not, 
not done. Um, but uh, I think we've made some great strides in Chilliwack. That's awesome. Before we move into that piece, because that's absolutely a part I want to get into, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the ceremonies and maybe things that people wouldn't think of that are some of the benefits of having a potlatch or or getting together in communities? Some things where it just might go unnoticed, but it's super valuable. I think that that happens a lot and we can see that readily with the benefits of the court system. There's obviously flaws, but like innocent until proven guilty is an easy thing that they brought that's super useful. Can you just tell us a little bit about the ceremonies and what people might not think of when they hear potlatch that might, or other, other mm -hmm. things? Um, there's, I mean, a number of, of different ceremonies. First salmon ceremony, um, you, you know, you think of others where it's just uh, community puberty rights ceremonies. Um, and then there are a number you know, in that take place in the longhouse that we don't really talk publicly about. It's not, it's not that it's secret. It's just that there's there's a place for tradition and culture that sits um, amongst our communities, and if people feel free to talk about it, I think they can. I I don't feel that it's my place to really share any of, of that information and, and stories. Um, I just it, you know I I compare it a little bit, or or you look at different. Um, religions throughout the world and it's a culture that you grow up with and it's a um, ceremonies that take place um, teachings that are passed on you know I, I think of that's the the most one of the most valuable parts of of culture and tradition and ceremonies is is that these teachings are being passed on from generation to generation through elders who um, you know a lot of times will hear speakers um, talk and share stories and sometimes they don't tell you the end of the story, or sometimes they don't uh, finish the story. It feels like they haven't finished the story. And if you go asking, uh, an elder will likely tell you that, um, you know, it's intentional because you're supposed to figure out what that means, or you're supposed to, you know, as part of your journey and your learning experience, understand what that is. Um, so I, I think the, the value is, again, uh, passing on of knowledge. I think it's understanding it's important for us to understand uh, for anybody who you are and where you come from um and and it doesn't have to necessarily define you i think that's a luxury that we have in today's world is that you can have all of those you know if if, if people's religion is whether it's to be christian um you're indigenous um Jewish, it, it doesn't matter. That's not what defines you as an individual. I think it's the work that you go out and do. You keep those values close to you um, and you're raised with them, but every individual is out there doing what they believe is is right, likely guided by a lot of that, the, the principles that we have in, in culture and in tradition, but um, I, I don't think it's there to necessarily dictate who you are as an individual. I think that's something that we all do ourselves. Mm -hmm.